Welcome to The Verb with Heather Hallman, where each week she explores a different life-changing verb in the Bible to connect you with Jesus and a new way to live each day. With your host, Dr. Heather Hallman. Welcome back to The Verb. I am your host, Heather Holloman. Thank you so much for joining me today. I really am excited just to provide 10 minutes of encouragement by looking at a verb in Scripture that could change how you experienced your day. So today I'm going to look at a moment in Scripture that really began to change everything about me, especially in terms of toxic mindsets like anxiety, depression, feeling exhausted all the time, beginning to feel hopeless, How I Battled Feelings of Condemnation, a single verb in scripture really began to change how I felt, and it changed all those toxic mindsets, and the verb is guarded. It began with Psalm 9710, a very small moment in scripture. It just says this, God guards the lives of his faithful ones. I looked up the verb in the Hebrew, and it's a beautiful verb. It's shemer. And it means to keep watch over, to protect. You're supposed to envision kind of an encircling, hedging about. It's all, It also means to take good care of, like the idea that you would be a keeper of the law. It's such a beautiful verb in Scripture. But as I looked at that passage, I thought, well, I'm not living like someone who knows that they're guarded by God at all times. And as I look carefully into the verse, into the Hebrew, it's actually that God is guarding the souls of his faithful ones. So a couple things were going on in my mind. I thought, well, I don't feel guarded by God. Instead, I feel a lot of anxiety all the time. I have a lot of fear about my life. And I was just dealing with a lot of immaturity. And there were some things that I read in scripture and I just thought, well, I'm not experiencing my life this way. For example, in Psalm 112, I had read that the righteous person has no fear of bad news And in my journal, I was like, well, that's not me. I live in constant fear of bad news. I read in James 1.4 about the person who is mature and complete, not lacking anything. And I thought, well, that is not me. I'm the opposite of that. I'm immature. I don't feel complete inside. Even though I knew I was seated with Christ and that part of my identity was so secure, I just didn't feel that guarding presence of Jesus where I would move into maturity and move into that sense of completeness. And the last thing I had looked at in Scripture was Proverbs 31.25, where it talks about the godly woman who is clothed with strength and dignity, and she can laugh without fear of her future. So that day, in my journal, I was um, back in Colorado. I was, again, back on that same balcony when I had learned about Seated with Christ, but this time I was reading about God guarding the lives of his faithful ones. And there was something about that verb, shemer, that verb guard, that I thought if I really understood this verb, I think it would change everything about me. Now, I'm going to read a psalm to you where you'll see the repetition of that Hebrew word six times. It's Psalm 121. And we're actually not sure who wrote this psalm. It's most likely Hezekiah. And this is a king who had a great relationship with the Lord. He was known for his prayer life. And think about a person like that writing this psalm and what he knows about God. Every time you hear me say the word, uh, watch over you, it's that verb, or keep, it's that verb, shemer. So let me read this to you, and I hope you'll be encouraged. This is what the psalm says. 
I lift up my eyes to the mountains. Where does my help come from? My help comes from the Lord, the maker of heaven and earth. He will not let your foot slip. He who watches over you will not slumber. Indeed, he who watches over Israel will neither slumber nor sleep. The Lord watches over you. The Lord is your shade at your right hand. The sun will not harm you by day, nor the moon by night. The Lord will keep you from all harm. He will watch over your life. The Lord will watch over your coming and going, both now and forevermore. As I read that psalm, I began to pray, Lord, would you teach me more about what it means that you are my guarding God? Now that morning, as I prayed that, God, would you teach me more what this looks like? I had experienced something really precious with my daughter. She had turned 12 years old, and this was Sarah, and we're in this city, Fort Collins, and this was a summer where we had brought a bike for her, and it was the summer where she was finally going to be able to leave our apartment on her bike, meet her friends by herself in this city. And this, and if there are parents out there listening, you'll know this was a really weird moment for me. I was filled with anxiety as I watched my husband Ashley put her bike helmet on. You know, her blonde ponytail is poking out. We had given her a phone. She had a little purse. But she was going to pedal away from our apartment and meet up with her friends. She was going to have a whole day in the city. She was going to have lunch. She was going to go out and about. She's so joyful to be able to have this moment where she has freedom. But I found myself overcome with fear and anxiety. I pictured her, you know, falling into a ravine. I pictured cars running over her. This was the day I was going to lose my daughter. So I left the apartment to attend some of my seminary training classes with crew. And I'm in my class and I had my phone in my purse. And again, I'm filled with anxiety thinking about Sarah off on her own riding the bike. And sure enough, my phone goes off. And it's a text message from my husband. And I thought, oh, no, something has happened. Sarah is hurt. I pulled out my phone, and this is the text message I received. It said this from my husband. I see her. She made it through the intersection. And then 20 minutes later, another text. I see her. She made it to the restaurant with her friends. And then an hour later, another text. I see her. I think I'm going to run into her and give her a $10 bill for ice cream. The entire day, my husband trailed her secretly in the minivan. She did not know, but he was watching her the entire day to make sure she was safe, to make sure she had everything she needed. When I received those text messages, it was as if the Holy Spirit was saying to me, Heather, this is what it is like between you and me. I guard you this carefully. And that began a beautiful journey of me understanding how deeply God was guarding my life, how deeply he was caring for my soul. But at the time, a lot of my friends were going through a lot of hard things. And as you know, this raises probably one of the most difficult theological questions a person can ask, and that is, How do we deal with bad things happening to good people? How do we understand God as our guarding God when bad things happen? And, you know, I had been looking at some of the heroes of the faith, like Horatio Spofford, who wrote 
the famous hymn, It Is Well With My Soul. You know, he was a prominent lawyer and elder in his church. He was a close friend and supporter of Dwight Moody. And as you know the story, his four daughters died on a transatlantic journey on a ship. He was back home in Chicago. And when he traveled back to to meet his wife, who had survived this shipwreck where his four daughters had died, he pens the famous hymn, It Is Well With My Soul. Now, that just got me because I was like, he understood God's guarding presence in his soul, that it could be well in his soul because of who Jesus was. And I just began to think about that. At the same time, I had read Corrie ten Boom. I had read The Hiding Place. Now, remember when her sister Betsy is dying in the concentration camp, um, you know, a lot of people think um, that Corrie ten Boom says this, but it's her sister Betsy is about to die. And she says, Corey, you have to tell them what we've learned here, that there is no pit so deep that he is not deeper still. And, you know, later, Corey herself would say, there's no pit so deep that God's love is not deeper still with Jesus, even in our darkest moments, the best remains and the very best is yet to be. God is our guarding God, and he is caring for us daily. And what I want to look at these next few episodes is how that guarding presence in our soul changes everything about how we experience fear and anxiety, despair, and even feelings of condemnation. Any toxic mindset, when we know that God's our guarding guarding God, we can move forward with just so much peace and assurance in our life. So I can't wait to see you next week where we'll look at images of God's guarding care. Thank you for listening to The Verb with Heather Holloman. If you'd like to stay connected, you can find me on Facebook, Twitter, or Instagram. And remember, new episodes every Friday. This episode was brought to you by my friends at Moody Publishers. I have loved publishing my books with Moody because they donate every dollar of profit to the Moody Bible Institute. So when you purchase my book, you help train the next generation of Christian leaders. Learn more about my books with Moody Publishers at heatherholloman.com. Thank you.